for joining us as we hear an anointed word from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Father, we thank you this evening for your love and mercy and provision for our lives. I thank you for everybody that's here, those that wanted to be here, even those that didn't think about coming. It's all right. Father, we, our trust is in you. We look unto you as the author and finisher of our faith, and we give you a place this evening. We're setting apart a time to look into your word. You've told us that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by your word. So we yield ourselves now. We have an attention to the Holy Spirit in our midst. He will take the things of yours and reveal them unto us, opening the eyes of our understanding so that we can comprehend your kingdom, and specifically in these sessions about the finances and the king, kingdom of God. So we thank you for this, Father, and we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> How many know the Holy Ghost is present? Amen. If, if he's not, we're in a hurt, so. <clears throat> we're in a world of hurt, so. But he is, so. Glory to God. Well, we're going to be continuing our sessions on Kingdom of God finances. <clears throat> and let's turn to that very first one we have listed there. Pastor has touched on this several times recently, and I thought it would behoove us to look at it again, because you can't go back much farther than this. This is the beginning, and this is what God has had in mind, still has in mind. And you know what? His plan will come to pass. It may not look like it's fully there right now it's because it's not fully there. But his plan will come to pass. And our portion, our part, is to yield to him. Let him have his way in our lives. Genesis 1 and 28. And God blessed them, and God said unto them. You notice how God blesses by saying. Guess how you and I are going to bless by saying the exact same way. <clears throat> God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So he's pretty much delineated things right there for you and I to see and, and to come into understanding of, and we will continue to come on in understanding of things. So to subdue it and have dominion, that's God's will and purpose for our lives uh, in his kingdom, and it's certainly his will and purpose for the sessions that we're having and looking at about finances in the kingdom of God. <coughs> God blessed by saying, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. That has to be a choice of ours if we're going to have dominion or not. We're going to have to yield to him showing us things, and then we're going to have to be willing to partake of those things. And part of the way that you and I will have dominion, uh, well, in general, and in, in every area, is by our speech as well. <coughs> By speaking, by saying. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Mm -hmm. 
the book of Romans, here's a test. Who wrote the book of Romans? That's our understanding that Brother Paul did. He was a pretty prolific writer. <clears throat> Romans 12 and 3, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, there's a good caution in that verse that we're not think too highly of ourselves. Uh, <clears throat> the adversary would, would attempt to give us help in that area. He'd like to get us inflated up or whatever. But we recognize <clears throat> that we're part of the kingdom of God and we're servants to the Most High God. But in specifically, the latter part of that verse is what we're looking at here. According as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. We have the same measure starting out. Ladies have measuring cups, measuring spoons, all kinds of things when they're doing cooking, doing recipes or whatever. And you sort of need that. I use them once in a while myself. So <coughs> I said once in a while. So I think of my cooking more highly than I ought. But <coughs> so the measure of faith and that measure of faith, like everything else in the kingdom of God, can increase. And that's what he would have it do in our lives. Increase. And that measure of faith, the, one of the ways he'll increase is one, by our saying, which we are already referred to, but number two, as we're obedient to that and as we're speaking that. Faith has much to do with our speech. We'll, we'll see that in some of the illustrations tonight in some of the scriptures. When God said something, Jesus said some things. That exercises our faith. When, well, the uh, past Sunday service, Pastor Palm was bringing out tremendous things about the kingdom of God. And when we hear that word, that causes faith to rise in our life in, in many different areas. And it could very well be, and probably is the case, in different areas when you hear something, all of a sudden it's meaning this to you because that's what you're working on, that's what you're dealing with right now, that's what you're seeing, that's where the opening is, if you will. And somebody else may be in a different area. But he's dealt every man the measure of faith. <coughs> speaking about faith and hearing and speaking, let's look at the next verse. Romans chapter 10. We're setting a foundation here with these scriptures. Mm -hmm. Romans 10 and 17. So then, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Or read another way, just leave that word cometh out. So then, faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He that hath an ear, let him do what? Hear. He that hath an ear, let him hear. Well, when we hear the word of God, it's going to cause faith that come into our life. It's going to enter through the paddles, the ears we have on the side of our head. It comes in and gets in our spirit. It's also in our mind because we have the mind of Christ. 
And so, but the entrance of his word is what does that. So then faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay, I wanted to... Uh, Let me do this. Who would like to read that verse for us again? Maybe it'll be the first time you read it, at least tonight anyhow, but would somebody go ahead and read that for me again? Romans 10, 17. Don't all fight over me. Romans 10, 17. Okay, excellent. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the what? The Word of God. This word that is said in this verse, word, guess what that word is? Not to get too wordy here, but guess what that word is in the Greek? It's not, that might not be one of the other ones. That'll come up tonight, but that's not the one right now. No, that's not... That's not the one right now. <laughs> how, many, how many have ever heard of uh, Kenneth E. Hagin? How many know what the name of the Bible school is? Rhema Bible Training Center. Anyone know what this word is, word here? Rhema. The spoken word of God. It can lay there in the book. There's not a whole lot of speaking going on. But rhema is the spoken word of God. And so that's what, that's what that, when Romans 10, 17, when you read that word, word of God, that word is rhema. And I can give you, a, it means an utterance, a command, saying, and word. So you can see how that is definitely talking about the spoken word of God. That's what Rhema is. And that's why it's important to you. You don't have to go to a Rhema Bible training center to learn that. But wherever we hear it and learn it, I mean, you can learn it right in this verse right here if you look at the meaning up in the Greek. But again, that is part of our life. We need to be speaking the word of God. The adversary will come along, I mean, in the area of finances especially, not that any area is exempt, but money is sort of a, regular thing, or at least the need of money is sort of a regular thing. You may not have it coming into you every day, but you more than likely need to have something to do with it every day. And so that is an area that we can be speaking to, that we should be speaking to. The Bible tells us that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Well, we can speak life to our finances, our conditions, our situation, and that word rhema be the spoken word of God. And we, and we need to be doing that. And we'll touch on a little bit of that this evening as well. <clears throat> okay, now let's go to Mark chapter 11. I'm sure you're probably quite familiar with that whole area in reading, but we're going to look Right now, anyhow, from verses, Mark chapter 11, verses 20 through 26. <clears throat> and in the morning, 
as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And we, we could back up a few verses and see where Jesus did that the day before and spoke that anyhow, but we'll, we'll pick it up from here. And it says, In the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, not one to always be quiet, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which thou curses is withered away. Behold, he wants him to look at that fig tree. Now this is the one, because this was a very big object lesson to, object lesson to them previous to this, several verses ahead. <clears throat> and the scripture tells us he came if happy he might find fruit thereon because he saw leaves and he didn't, didn't see any fruit there. So that's when he spoke death, if you will, to the fruit tree. See, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And that's what he did to that one. And the disciples took note of it. They figured, hmm, he's not opening a blind eye here. He's not feeding anybody with a bunch of fish. He's not doing this. He's speaking to this fig tree. And so when we're picking it up here in this verse, <clears throat> Peter calls that to remembrance and says, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus' response was, and Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. See, again, Jesus is answering them here, so he's saying something. Previous to this, he was saying something to that tree. And again, we're getting the idea of saying, 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 saying has got a lot to do in our life, got a lot to do in our faith life. How we have to agree with God's word and then declare it. Because the adversary would like to have us keep our mouth shut. And when I was very young in the faith, uh, unfortunately, he was successful in that area in my life. <clears throat> but that has changed <clears throat> in God's word and God's grace is what's done that. So Jesus told them, have faith in God. And that's where our faith needs to be is in God and in his word is what we're looking at. So you can assess the situation, find out what the word of God says about that situation, and then agree with his word and speak what you desire. Declare what you want to see come to pass. And again, this is in the whole area of finances that we're talking about. But we need to do that. When you get a headache or a foot pain or whatever else, you begin to speak God's word over yourself and take a hold of that which he's provided for us. Well, we need, to do, we need to be doing the same thing in the area of finances. It's no different. <clears throat> okay, verse 23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. There's a mouthful there. But it is, is very important. He shall not doubt in his heart. 
you'll, you'll have doubt many times come to your head because that's the adversary trying to get into our mind, trying to affect us. And we have to be, we have to be watchful and diligent for that as well. <clears throat> but it's one thing for the adversary to come doubt in our head, but we don't have doubt in our heart. Now, when that doubt is in our head, there again, we need to speak to that. We need to cast it down. We need to give it no place in our life. He's already trying to take the place. He didn't stop and ask permission. May I take one giant step? He just took it. But now, we are involved and we need to speak and declare what God's will and what God's word is about that. And so he'll come along and try to deter us. Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say, there's our speech again, under this mountain. So they'll think I'm crazy if I talk to a mountain. They already think you're crazy if you ever noticed it. And what difference does that make? <clears throat> so say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart, but he shall believe that those things which he saith, not the things that Pastor Tom says, not the things that brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so says, it's what are you going to say about the matter? What are you going to declare about this situation in your life? And again, generally speaking, in the area of finances that we're talking about. And we'll address these maybe some more clearly here in a little while. But we shall not doubt in our heart, but we shall believe that those things which he saith, <coughs> excuse me, shall come to pass. What did Jesus say was going to happen? He shall have whatsoever he saith. Now this is where the rubber hits the road, or the shoe leather hits the road, or something like that. He said, who believes those things, doubt not, he shall have whatsoever he saith. That's what you and I need to believe. Well, why do we need to believe that? Because it's not only right in here, it's in here in red. And Jesus is the one who's teaching and proclaiming these things to us. So when we pray in agreement with God's word and God's kingdom, we need to believe that the things that we say will come to pass. And that will grow in you. If you haven't been in it for any period of time, whatever, <coughs> excuse me, it will grow in you. You say, well, I don't want to grow too much. I'm already trying to lose weight. Well, we're not talking about your weight and growing. We're talking about your spirit man growing <coughs> and your speech. And part of the way that'll happen, you will hear you sometimes say something. It's like an automatic response. You just let it come off the cuff. Boom! Rings right here. Rings right here. Ooh, man, I shouldn't have said that. That's progress. It may happen another time. May happen several more times, but sooner or later, you can train yourself as we immerse ourselves, if I can use that word, in His Word, in His precepts, in His kingdom. You will see that change in your life. Because now, you won't necessarily have to wait to hear it strike that ear. All of a sudden, as the thought comes, you'll be thinking, mm -hmm. well, I'm going to say anything. I'm not going to say that, that's for sure. So. <clears throat> So that's how progress can come in those areas as well. 
These those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. <clears throat> Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. See, it's, again, it's the things that you say. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, that's a very strong emphasis, you're going to be praying when you're saying these things, you're going to be praying in agreement with his word. Believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. So when you pray is when you are to be believing what you're requesting in that prayer, in that situation. Believe the things that you say shall come to pass. He, those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that ye receive, and ye shall have them. So when you're praying, believe that you receive. So now we can ask another question. Believe that ye receive. What do you suppose that word receive is? Lambano. El, El Rido. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so when you pray, believe that ye receive and ye shall have. Believe that you're taking a hold of it. Say, well, how, how can I ever do that? How do I know that's going to work? But magically it's in there and I say it, that's going to help it work. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Believe that the things that you say shall come to pass. When you pray, you do that. And then you shall have. We take a hold of it. It's just what that word lambano means. It means to take and to get a hold of. And so if we, can, if we need to see ourselves doing that, if that's an illustration that helps us to understand that, when you pray... Believe that you receive. Believe God has already offered it to us, has he not? Absolutely. And specifically, many, many, many times. And I mean, we couldn't even begin to get into just a smidgen of them this evening, all the verses that have to do with our finances and all. But he wants us. He's already supplied everything, folks. He's not broke. He's not going in debt. He has more than enough of everything that you, every person on this planet, they can't tax him. They can't put him in a hurt because he's God. And so he absolutely wants you and I to have not only our needs met, but more than enough. The words abundance, the words excess, they all fit in, in the Greek definitions of these words. That's his will. That's what he wants you and I to have. And he is not holding it back from us. He says, well, I re I'm not really going to give them anything until they hang around that church for a couple, three years and get to work doing something and blah, 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 this. He doesn't say any of that. He's often, did he give any great restrictions to you when you hoped you could get saved? No, he's the one who made it possible. He spoke to somebody, gave somebody instruction Go to so-and-so and love on them a little. Talk with them a little. Tell them something about your testimony. Tell them something about the Word of God. And that begins to soften them up. And now, 
they have a willingness to listen to you because they can see some of the things you've been saying have been working, both in the spiritual and the natural. So it's an inroad. So God wants us to have these things. <clears throat> and when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. See, there's another big area. We cannot go around in unforgiveness, as James pointed out many times in the sessions that he had, and I would imagine helped a lot of us. That's, that's God's nature and character. He's wanting to do these things for us, but if we're always going to be flying off the handle and sticking in a wall and giving somebody a hard time and just reading the riot act to them and never change those things, well, you're not going to be gaining much. You're not going to be growing much because that is not the nature of the kingdom of God. That's not the nature of God. The adversary is trying to... He's not trying to help us. He's trying to hurt us, but he's trying to get us to go off in those areas. Go ahead and get mad at him. You got a right to get mad. Did you hear what they said about you? Put it to him. Well, that's not what Jesus said, though. Forgive. And if we read the next verse, <clears throat> verse 26, but if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. So our willingness to forgive is extremely important if we ever want to be forgiven. And I'm sure. I would certainly imagine all of us want to be forgiven. And there's certainly times that all of us need to be forgiven. And we just go to him the prayer and he'll take care of that. Because he can see the heart as well. Okay. Uh, all right, now let's go to uh, Mark the fourth chapter then. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 4, and we'll be looking at the verses from 35 to 41. <clears throat> In our notes, it says Mark 4, 35 to 41. In verse 35, Jesus gave an instruction. Let us pass over to the other side. That's what he told them. And if you look at verse 35 in your Bible, or whatever you're using for a device here this evening, and it says, And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. So the little bit we've talked about saying this evening and believing the things that we say come to pass and all, what do you suppose Jesus was meaning and thinking when he said those words? Let us pass over unto the other side. In his mind, they're going the other side. And he's going to take a nap and read the thing. But the instructions are, we're going to the other side. And that's what he fully intended to come to pass and did cause it to come to pass. <clears throat> so Jesus gave him instruction, let us pass over to the other side. We'll read down to the verses. I got a couple skipped in the narration in our notes there, but you'll see that they line up. 
Verse 36, And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. Verse 37, And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. The disciples have had some issues, haven't they? They were fishing the boat and watering the boat and waves and things and everything else. Well, <clears throat> storms happen to come up in your life and my life, don't they? We can storm storms. They're great inconveniences. It's something unexpected. It's not very comfortable. Whether it's a physical thing, a mental thing, a relational thing, or whatever it is, storms can come up. A great storm of wind arose and waves beating into the ship it was now full. Uh, has anybody ever been in a boat? They, they use the word ship here, but it certainly wasn't the kind of cruise lines. <clears throat> but it was a boat they'd be in traveling and fishing or whatever. But have you ever been in a boat when it began to have water in it? Now, it's one thing to have a little leak in the thing, it's another thing to have a great leak in the thing. Well, the occasion that comes to my mind, because by the way, I grew up on an island, so have to know a little bit about a boat, unless you're brain dead, but <clears throat> and I wasn't brain dead. But we were out in a boat, would be just like a rowboat, a little skiff or whatever. And there was five of us in the boat, and I don't know just who had the bright idea, but they said, because there were, I should, I certainly need to say this part, there was a hurricane on the coast of Maine. And it hadn't quite reached full speed yet. But we decided we'd take off from one of the docks on the front side of the island there where the passenger boats, and car ferry boats and all that come in. We was going to go out this side of Peaks Island. And when you get that side of Peaks Island, then right out there, you're right out into the wide open Atlantic in the next stop Europe. <clears throat> so don't, don't forget, if you need to bring something, you better have already had it. So, but we just was simply left that bay, if you will, and went out right on the end of Cousins Island, and the wind was blowing boisterous. <clears throat> if the water blowing in the boat didn't make your pants wet, they might have already been wet for another reason. And I was one of them. I figured, man, because uh, the big talk was, well, we'll go out on cushions, go all around the back of the island, come around. I figured, man. And the back side of that island is definitely the wide open Atlantic. I mean, you don't even see anything more. And so I got to thinking, man, I hope we don't <laughs> go all the way around this island. And we didn't, we didn't even clear Cushions Island. And it got that bad that we're going to turn around going back. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't want to be in that boat up there. But anyhow, the point is, and water was coming in the boat uh, because the wind was very strong. <clears throat> but that can get our attention also. At that time, well, I knew there was a God, but I certainly wasn't the one that prayed to him or whatever. So, <clears throat> But anyhow, we'll move along from that. Uh, verse 37, There rose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full and he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. 
That almost sounds strange, does it not? It sounds strange to me, I'll tell you that. Because if the boat is filling up with water, folks, the wind has got to be blowing, and it's blowing the water right over that transom, right into that boat. And so there's some things going on. He's taking a nap. Nothing going on here. He was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him, and they say unto him, and they found this part very interesting, have found it interesting for several years. They awake him, they say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we, what? We perish. That word perish means out of the way, entirely abolish, to render useless, to be put to death. Those are all the different meanings of that Greek word. And so they're saying, carest thou not that we perish. So in their mind, they had a vision, they had an understanding that they were going to perish. But this man that's asleep in the boat taking a nap while all this is going on, he said, we're going the other side. And he believed that the things that he says come to pass. And so he was at rest. The instruction was, we're going the other side. This all comes up and is changing the situation. And you can understand, even though the individual is used to being on the water and all, uh, it got their attention. Carest thou not that we perish? He arose, rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And some, maybe especially when they're young, meaning young in the faith, may have a hard time understanding that or accepting that. But stop and think of this. What are your choices? How could you not believe it? Because this is a man by the name of Jesus, the Son of God, our Savior. If you can't believe he's telling the truth here, how can you believe he's telling the truth about you being able to be saved and born again? And that healing is provided and all the other things he says. Well, we can believe him. And we can believe him right here as well. It certainly sounds strange to us, but that's what happened. He said unto the sea, peace be still. He spoke what he wanted to come to pass. As in the initial part of the lesson, he says, going to the other side. And so... Things got interrupted here a little bit. The disciples really get nervous in the service. And so they wake Jesus up and ask him, don't you care that we perish? And so he he takes over the situation. He arose, he rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a, not just a calm, there was a great calm. Everything's okay now. Sea's flattened out. But he's not done talking yet. Verse 40, and he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful, full of fear? And they could say, Well, you were sleeping, but we see the waves and the wind and blowing the water into the boat. And so that's one of the things that made them fearful. But his question was, Why? Why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? 
Now, I think part of what he's saying here, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? They were in the boat when he told them, we're going the other side. And that was what he desired, that's what he's wanted, that's what he spoke, and that's what his expectation is. And that is what came to pass. And hence he's asking, well, why are you so fearful? Where's your faith? In other words, in his mind, I told you we were going to the other side. But again, these are training. You recognize these disciples, they never went to Rhema Bible Training Center? It wasn't around then. So, but they are learning off the Master. And they're definitely learning. <clears throat> you and I don't always do everything perfect, do we? I think we agree on that. And certainly in the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, when we're young, born again, babes, we don't always do everything perfect. And that's why we have instructions. That's why we have older individuals, older people. I, didn't, I don't mean to say old. I said older. In other words, could be only 25. Somebody 25 was older than somebody 18. But the point being, if there's somebody ahead of you, they can help you to see. Because the adversary certainly did not like the fact that somebody told you about Jesus, and in his mind, you fell for it. So now he needs to, he needs to put all the pressure he can on you and try to get you out of the way. Because he doesn't need another one affecting him with the kingdom of God. <clears throat> but guess what? In reality... He can't do anything about it. And the proof's in the pudding. Look how many here in this room tonight. He's tried to take you out before. He's sowed doubt in your life before. Hard times have come before. But he hasn't been able to do it because we trust Jesus. <coughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, did I read that one? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Obey. To hearken to a command to be obedient. That's what the wind and the waves had to do when Jesus spoke to them. <clears throat> And so Jesus was a man under authority. You and I in the kingdom of God are individuals under authority. You say, well, who's over me in the kingdom of God? Well, plenty of people probably. So, but we need to just humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt us in due time. And so having an ear to hear and allow the Holy Spirit to minister us. He'll always speak to us in peace. He'll always be there to enable us, to help us to see stuff, and how we can change, and not allow the adversary to have a place in our lives. <clears throat> uh, next one, have faith allows us to cross over the limits of a natural man, meaning a non-born-again human being, Faith allows us to cross over the limits of a natural man. Didn't say the spirit man had those same limits, but a natural man does. And trust God. Anytime that we choose to trust God, that's going to be in the will of God, because he wants us to trust him. 
But it also means there's going to be an adversary that's going to try to give us a hard time. It doesn't make a difference what your first name, last name, or who your relatives are. It doesn't make a difference the size of your bank account or lack thereof. He's going to try to give us a hard time in those areas. But we can be forewarned. We understand that. And we give him no place in our life. That becomes very important. He's always there trying to edge his way in and push things in and cause things to happen. But our decision, our choice is give no place to that. No area. Don't, give, don't allow him an entrance because that's exactly what he's looking for. <clears throat> and, and a note I've written out here on the bottom and probably reading through it will hopefully I can conveyed halfway what I was intending to do. Again, this is in the area of finances, what our whole classes are on. And you say, well, what that thing in the boat, what that have to do with finances? Well, because of your obedience, because your faith, faith you're not doubting in your heart, that's how all these things come together, what we've been saying. And so all areas, our finances are going to be affected by all areas of our life. <clears throat> But God wants them to be affected for good. Understand this, and we'll, and we'll definitely be more on scriptures particularly for this next week, our last session, that God's will for you is always abundance, more than enough. And he is there to aid us in everything he can do to get our attention, to help have us cooperate with him so he can bring that to pass in our lives. And he will do that. When you see an upcoming bill or payment and you do not have the money in your hand or in your account, do not give place to the devil. Well, what do you mean? I don't have the money. You just got to say that when you're in it. Well, if, if that's the case and you do not have it, it doesn't mean that you give place to the devil. Well, how would I do that? He ain't going to give me any money anyhow. You're right there. He's not going to give you any money anyhow. He's going to tell, tell us we'll never get it. But through fear or speaking contrary to the word of God. And I, have, I certainly years ago, many times have had problems with this one. I don't have it. Well, I was speaking the truth in the natural. But there are some other things you could say with that gash in your face instead of the fact that I don't have it and declare it and agree with it. That may be the case. <clears throat> but don't give any place to the devil. <clears throat> don't give any place to the devil through fear. When we become fearful, that is very, it's very prevalent in our spirit mind. It's going to be affecting your mind first. But it affects all of our being. You can feel, can, can you not feel fear at times? Absolutely you can. And not a very welcoming feeling <clears throat> when the adversary is trying to pour it on. So don't give place to the devil through fear or speaking contrary to the word of God. You say, well, I've tried this thing and it ain't working. I'll tell you that, blank, blank, blank. Well, good, you tried it once. You're a hero of faith. There'll probably be a chapter in the Bible of you someday. But because it didn't work once or twice or a hundred times, are you going to give up? I mean, you can. That is, a, that is an option. The adversary would gladly help you with that one. But it's not going to benefit us. It's not going to aid us. It's not going to 
we're not going to grow and go on from there. And so, hence why this is written. We don't, when we find out the things that not financially, just what we see or need right now, we know that. Do not get in fear and do not speak contrary to the word of God. Pray. Ask God for help, wisdom, and instruction. He may very well, and probably will, show you other words, whatever they would mean to you in those instances, to help you see how to get out of this. We need his help to get out of those things. He wants to help us get out of those things. But we can't be spouting, pouted out and go without, and have that be our confession. He's not able to help us with that. But... We can agree with that. So we ask him for help and for wisdom and instruction. And then pray in the Spirit. The Bible tells us that he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto man, but unto God. No man understandeth, howbeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. And so you don't know what that mystery may be at that time. But when that's why if we yield ourselves, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, you don't have to speak in an unknown tongue if you don't want to. But I suggest to you many times that can be very helpful because he absolutely knows what's going on with you and what your mindset is here on this. And you don't have enough quite here right now. And that bill is due. And hubba, 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 what are we going to do? Well, he's well-versed on all that. And so if we, of our own volition, will make a decision to pray in the Spirit, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God, no man understandeth, howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. That mystery that you're speaking that you may not understand right now, four seconds from now, all of a sudden this thought comes into your mind about so-and-so. Hmm, I didn't think of that one before. And then he'll work with those things. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to just abandon us. And that's why we have to understand that he is there and he's willing to want us to help us in all these areas to include, without question, finances. (coughs) Choose peace. You and I know the difference between peace and fear. And it doesn't necessarily come on as an onslaught on either one of them right off. It could be happening sometime when you're flooded with peace just like that. There's other times that you're flooded with fear just like that. But there's also times where it comes on and it tries to grow. It tries to ratchet it up. Again, again under financial pressures. And, and try to cause us to fear and open our yap and say a lot of things that we really don't want to be saying. We want to exercise faith. We want to pray in the Spirit. Choose the peace of God in your life and make a decision to trust God. Now, you can do that. And he can try to stop you from that, and maybe he has one or two times in our life. But we're well, we're well able to make a decision, well, I'm going to trust God in this. I don't see how it could possibly work out. But just because you don't see it right now, doesn't mean he can't work it out. So it's our faith and confidence in him and towards him. That right there will enable us to be walking in more peace than we are fear when we make that decision. And then it's up to him. He's the way maker, the miracle worker. 
even when we don't see he's at work. He's working. And he wants to be. He wants to be. <coughs> Waymaker, miracle worker. So we're going to make a decision to trust God. <coughs> okay, in our bottom nodal line, learn, say, say this to myself and to all of us, when you have a need, sow a seed. In the natural, we've said this many times, we'll continue to do it. If you want to have a watermelon this summer, well, it'd be okay if you planted cabbage, if you understood you're not going to be getting watermelon. Seeds produce after their kind. So a monetary seed, seeing we're talking about finances, well, I didn't even have enough good in that note to pay this bill that's coming due. Now you want, to, want me to sow 100 bucks into somebody's life? Where did 100 bucks come from? You may very well sow 100 bucks into somebody's life sometime. You may sow thousands of dollars in, in somebody's life sometime, in some ministry or whatever. But it doesn't mean it has to be there. Ever heard of the one, first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the air? Ever heard of 30, 60, 100 full? Well, you could start with a dollar. I don't even have that. Start with half a buck. Don't have that. Go down a quarter. How about a penny? And sometimes people think we're kidding when we say this. And I don't really know how to get it across clear enough. The amount does not matter. Now, if you were a millionaire and you wanted to get away, if you will, of giving somebody a quarter, well, guess what? That's going to be between you and him. And don't believe he don't understand and know the numbers and the situation. But in reality, if all you had was a dime to sow into somebody's life, but you did that in obedience, you did that out of a good and willing heart, and you did that because you're sowing a seed because you need increase, that, that increase will work as well with a dime as it will with a dollar, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, a million dollars. It absolutely will work the exact same way. Because what it boils down to is your heart, my heart, our confidence in him and his word, and then he does the rest. Because guess what? You're not multiplying that seed anyhow. You're sowing the seed, that's your part. And then we can tend the ground and we can take care of things. But to cause the increase, the multiplication, well, that's God's part. And his multiplication works fantastic. <clears throat> I was, uh, I don't want to get into this much at all, but I was looking, uh, thank you. See, he knew I was looking, but I got to make sure I get it off here, so. If I would press the right buttons, I said if I would. Okay, now it's off. I was looking, I keep, I think I've mentioned this in previous classes. Uh, I keep a, uh, a tab, a ledger book, if you will. I have for years, nothing magical about it. You can get them staples in all kinds of places. But at the top of that book, I mark increase and seed. In fact, the one I got for this year says increase in seed 2020. And then obviously every month they tally them down. Well, I happen to be doing another transaction today. 
and sowed some seeds into somebody's life. And so I keep track of that. You keep track of the money you give? What kind of joker are you? <laughs> well, let me ask you, when you plant those watermelons, are going to keep track of those suckers? You better know what field you planted them in if you plan on eating them. Sure, you're going to keep track of them. And so I keep track of that, and so I wrote this figure down that exited my hand today. Ooh, exited the hand. Lessened you for a short time. No, I don't have it back right yet. But the point being, there's already several of these things in this column on the right, which is the seed column. And so for the heck of it, I said, what have we got here so far? And it's not really a fantastic figure, folks. And then, well, <clears throat> so anyhow, I take that figure, whatever it was, and I multiply x times 30. The figures constantly astound me. I mean, look at it this way. What if the figure was 200? It was not. Well, was it less or was it more? If you really want to know, come to me, I'll tell you. But let's just say it was $200. Well, 10 times 200 would be what? And you get your iPhones and everything's right. If you need them, you can get them. What would 10 times 200 be? Woo! $2,000. I need a way to give 200 bucks. I'm in here. Well, wait a minute now. That was just 10. The Bible's talking about 30, 60, 100 fold. Folks, I'm still at the 30. Well, I thought you were the faith preaching finance. I'm just, I'm still at the 30. The 30 is more than enough, folks. Because if the 10 was 2,000, uh, real quick math minds will tell us three times 2,000, six grand? And you only gave away $200? Again, if those were the figures. So, see, when he, when he talks about abundance, he's talking about abundance. So, we, we could, all of, what if we all get together in that debt here? Well, he's going to owe us 50, 70 grand at the end of the month. You think that's going to hurt him? He'd be clapping. Praise God. They got some more to work with, do things or whatever. So, my bell already went off, so. <clears throat> But we're doing pretty good on time, so. I don't know how I got off on that one, but that's all right. But the point being, God wants you and I to come into an understanding and let it become a part of our daily life that the Bible says in one place, don't limit the Holy One of Israel. And so we need to understand, he, knows, he understands finances long before you and I were around. And he wants us, and he uses the word abundance in excess and more than enough. And we've seen that in just a few sessions we've been together this time around. And so that's what he's got in store for us, and that's what he wants. And guess what? There are going to be some of you in here who will say, why, why, why not all of them? You tell me. You're part of the all of them. But there will be some in here that you're going to have a testimony. You may already have a testimony, just haven't given it yet or whatever. But you're going to have a testimony of what God's doing for you and done for you. And you say, I, I don't know how that could work out. Let him handle the details. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. 
begin, we begin to do things in our life in the area of our finances that are in agreement with his word and let him take care of the ground. And he will bring us into more than enough. And we need to be in, in more than enough. We absolutely do. We need a whole lot more to support all the ministries and the people and the things that we want to do to support this church to overflowing, no need, no lack, everything taken care of. <clears throat> okay, let's pray. Unless somebody wanted to say something. Anybody want to share something? Because that person that had that $45,000 check come in this week, I haven't heard about it yet, so I just wondered if you <clears throat> wanted to mention it. So, Nobody with forty-five grand. that's all right. How about 4500 Going once, going twice, we'll settle for $4.50 right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, if nobody has testimony, that's all right. Don't feel bad about it, because you may very well have one and don't want to get it, but that's all right also. Father, I thank you for our time together. I thank you that your kingdom come, your will be done in our lives, in the body of Christ, here in this room. The Holy Ghost goes with us. He'll begin to recite back to us. He'll begin to remind us of the things we're speaking and talking and studying about. He'll be, we'll give him entrance into our life so he may begin to show us and mold us and make us, give us instructions, help us to see. And Father, we thank you for all of this and we have an expectation of your kingdom coming in its fullness and abundance in the area of finances for the members of Treasure Coast Victory Center. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. For more from Treasure Coast Victory Center, visit us at mytcbc.com.